Hello, and again, welcome to BitDepth. I'm Santiago Ramones. Across from me is... Reese Carmen. Um, we're... I'm playing a show for you tonight, mm-hmm. and I'm excited about we're that. We're playing a show. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited about it, yeah. Um, but by the time that you hear this, listener, it will have already happened. Future, uh, past, F- future, or future past, past pre- tense. Past tense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, or is that like... No, yeah, I guess that would be future past. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, (laughs) as confusing as the X-Men timeline. Uh, (laughs) Who are you? What do you do? Um, So I play drums in the Kellys is kind of, well, that's not the like thing that I'm known for, I guess. I'm more known (laughs) for like the Instagram page I run uh, Mm -hmm. where I talk about like local music. I talk about albums that come out, shows, Mm -hmm. just stuff that interests me in the local scene. So, yeah. Um, So I'm going to ask about your music stuff. And then I'm going to ask about you talking about music. All right. Awesome. Um, well, I mean, I guess one thing, how old are you? That's kind of notable. Okay. Yeah. So I'm 16. (laughs) I just turned 16, uh, on this last Wednesday. So I'm definitely probably one of the youngest people to like actively go to shows (laughs) in the uh, music scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's awesome. Yeah. I wish more young people would be into it. Because it's great. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and it gets, I mean, the more that the younger generations are into the music scene, the more big and connected that the whole scene can get. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how did you first get started in music? So I first got started in music, uh, I suppose, is nine years ago, I believe. I was about mm. seven years old. <laughs> Or actually, I started before that. So I was six, and I really wanted to get a drum set, yeah. right? I really wanted to play the drums. Mm-hmm. And um, my parents were like, no, you're not going to get to play drums. You're going to play piano first. Yeah. So I started taking piano lessons when I was six years old. Then on my seventh birthday, I got a drum set and started playing drums. And uh, yeah, I sort of played drums on and off here and mm-hmm. there. And then whenever I was, I guess, 12 years old, something mm-hmm. like that, Let's go with that. <laughs> I went I, was, I just went and I saw the Foo Fighters. And uh, mm. I, it was the very first song they played. And Taylor Hawkins was playing drums going after it. And it's the song Everlong. And whenever that mm. first chorus hit and he played that drum fill on that chorus, I was just <laughs> like, that is what I want to do right there. I yeah. want to be that guy. And uh, yeah, since then, I've gotten really serious about music. You know, I started playing multiple other instruments and uh, got into local music, started playing in more bands, started gigging more, you know. Just getting more involved and to where it's become sort of the main thing in my life. Yeah. Um, Who were your biggest influences when you first started? Although, like, seven-year-olds don't really have, like, music that they listen to. Yeah, I didn't really find Mm -hmm. my own music. I more listened to what my dad played. Right. Uh, So he played a lot of the stuff he listened to in the 80s when he was growing up. So I listened to a whole lot of Van Halen growing up. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so Alex Van Halen was one of the first guys I can really remember. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Or um, John Bonham is mm-hmm. is still a big one, but he was one of the first ones where I remember my dad was playing Led Zeppelin. And I was just like, this is awesome. Yeah. You know, one, <laughs> being a kid that wanted to play drums here and that was just, yeah, blew my mind. And then who are your biggest influences now? Oh, that, okay. So biggest influences now. I mean, there's a lot. So I'd still say Bonham is a big influence of mine. Mm. Um, but I also definitely have a lot more stuff that's sort of in the jazz world now. Sweet, yeah. As I've sort of grown up, I've started playing jazz a whole lot. Which, yeah. 
<laughs> you know, that's a whole different monster on its own. But um, I guess a guy like Joe Morello is mm-hmm. a drummer that I'd like a lot. Or um, Thelonious Monk sort of as just a mm-hmm. somebody who, for me, songwriting sort of influences me and in that he is somebody that sort of rejected what the norms were yeah, and what, yeah. what the rules that had set up, that had been set up. He mm. was somebody that didn't really care to follow those. Yeah. And that's something I really sort of strive to do when I write my own music. And exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so what is The Kellys? Uh, so The Kellys is a band that has taken many forms over the past <laughs> years. Uh, I suppose it's been, let's see, one, two, three, four, it's like five years, five, six years now. Mm. Um, we started out when we were all just tiny kids our yeah, instruments yeah. were bigger than us <laughs> uh we played acdc uh and like guns and roses covers and it's great and uh then we sort of started to grow up members drifted apart uh we got new members and it's sort of changed forms to where we were a ska band for a while <laughs> whole different weird thing and now we're sort of to a point where we're just kind of a I mean, rock is a broad term, but just right. a rock group. Yeah. We, I, I don't know. We can, we have influences from a lot of stuff. We really like like American football and mm-hmm. like emo stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, sort of math rocky. And then we also, though, really like, you know, like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, yeah. which is psych rock stuff. So we kind of have eclectic yeah. influences, but rock is sort of the most yeah. generic term to describe <laughs> us. Um, is there like a core, like few of you that are the Kellys. Yeah. So, so <laughs> it's the three of us, it's me, uh, Easton Fowler and Bennett Watson, who Easton is guitarist and him and I both sing mm. and then Bennett plays bass. Okay. Yeah. That's the Kellys. We, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and you can catch them around. Yeah. Norman sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. We, we play here and there. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Shameless plug here at the Kellys. Okay. That's K-E-L-L-E-Y-S. Yeah. So. Um, so then what is your goal as a musician? Um, so my goal as a musician is to um, just sort of, quite frankly, this is something I haven't really thought of before, <laughs> but uh, just to like do stuff that makes me happy. Yeah. And music is something that makes me happy. So to make music and make music with people I enjoy making music with and hopefully someday make a living off of that. Yeah, so. that's one of the best, <laughs> simplest goals to yeah. have. <laughs> um, and then how and why did you start writing about local music? Okay, so this is actually kind of a funny story. Because <laughs> whenever I, I originally stories. started my Instagram page, I had no intention for it to be <laughs> like the local music sort of thing it is now. And like back then, I didn't think that I would write an article and sure. okay sessions yeah. or that I would be um, getting sent albums, like advanced <laughs> copies. I was like, just not even in my wildest dreams would that right. be happening. But uh, I started it out just as like a thing where, it, cause I, people got mad at me for posting like just uh, music recommendations on my uh, <laughs> like Instagram or Snapchat story all the time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make a, an account where I'm going to talk about music I like. Sure. Just because why not? Yeah. And um, then it was at, Totally Local Fest, which was put on by the big news. My bands mm. were playing. Two, I was in two bands at the time, mm. and we were both playing at that. And uh, I just was posting about these local bands yeah. and started talking to them and, <laughs> you know, 
sort of one thing led to another and now here we are and I pretty much just talk about local music don't really talk about a lot of stuff outside of that so yeah um who are you excited about right now Okay, so um, <laughs> big question. But that yeah. is a big question. There's a lot of stuff I think to be excited about. Um, one band that really excites me um, is Johnny Manchild and the Poor Bastards. Yeah, he was uh, recently on Bit Dev. Mm-hmm. Um, He's actually playing drums for me tonight. That's so. yeah. So so <laughs> he he does some cool stuff. Um, I think just as far as like kind of rejecting, you know, talking about Thelonious Monk and rejecting the. Mm-hmm. rules that were set up for music sort of rejecting the genre yeah and really influencing because you've got kind of this rock thing going on that has sort of jazzy influences mm-hmm. with the horns and uh i just think they do a lot of cool stuff um i don't know whenever i listen to local bands it's not so much like i don't know phases is the word i'd use but i listen to them in kicks you know yeah yeah uh, another band I really like and that i'm really excited about what they're up to right now is mad honey they've got okay. an ep coming out fall mm-hmm. question mark sometime around <laughs> then and then smoky motel is a band that's recording an album right now um yeah both of those bands are great uh yeah <laughs> just yeah check out local bands i mean they, yeah. there there's a lot of stuff to be excited about uh there's definitely some stuff that i would be thinking about that i'm just like yeah, blanking yeah. on right now but yeah <laughs> all of those bands are recording and releasing music right now sort yeah. of in this time so how do you keep up with it all? Um, so, <laughs> uh, I keep up with it all. I mean, just social media, you know, mm. follow, trying to follow all the bands on social yeah, media yeah. and like really trying to keep up and go out to shows and talk to people about what they're doing Yeah, and, uh, just find out what's going on, you know, cause it's very easy yeah. to, uh, sort of miss stuff. Like there, there was albums or like singles ep stuff that would get released yeah and just because of the pure like how many bands there are that i follow like Mm. i just miss it and then listen to it later and be like this is great yeah how come i miss this (laughs) and it's like so i really try and stay up as best as i can Mm. with that stuff because i really don't like to miss it yeah Yeah, so (laughs) uh do you listen to more local music than you listen to like everything else or is it kind of a balance? Um, it's, I mean, it's a mix. It definitely depends, you know, sort of mm. like there will be weeks or months where it's like just all local music. Yeah. And then there will be a week where it's like, yeah, I just listened to the Beatles this week, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, I'd say I try to keep it a pretty even mix because I definitely don't want to miss out on like local bands or not listen to local bands that yeah, I like. Yeah. And, you know, I definitely want to support those artists. But at the same time, it's like. I love the Beatles and I love yeah. Led Zeppelin or Wolfpack or, <laughs> you know, whoever. Yeah, it's hard not to. Yeah, it's hard not to. Li- so try and keep it sort of yeah, even. Yeah. Um, do you have a plan to kind of do something with your like local music coverage, writing, whatever? So um, I'm not sure if this is so much a plan, but kind of a goal that I have mm. with with that page Um is to, like we were talking about, bring more young people into the music scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, you know, being a high schooler, I've got a lot of friends in high school. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> I want them to be into local music. So like, I like tell my friends about bands, like like I'm like, hey, listen to Bad Jokes, listen yeah. to Johnny Manchild, listen to, mm-hmm. you know, whoever, and or like get them to come out to shows. And that's sort of my goal is to grow the music scene and then yeah. also to make it... Um, 
sort of create a hub where it's like you don't have to necessarily like uh, have to keep up with like a million different things, yeah, yeah. you know, like <laughs> to. And this is also a thing that like weirder uh, or uh, make Oklahoma weirder, mm-hmm. you know, Evan Jarvix and uh, OK Sessions does just having like pages or like websites where you yeah, can yeah. see different information about a bunch of different local acts, I mm-hmm. think is very helpful and makes it more accessible for somebody yeah, yeah. who's like, I want to get into the scene, but I don't know where to start. I don't know how mm-hmm. to find these bands just to give have sort of a page where it talks about the bands and exactly. talks about the music. So. Um, would you rather be writing about music or playing it? <laughs> um, so if, if, you know, if I had a gun to my head and it said, okay, you can either run your page or you can play drums, but you can't do both. I would yeah. probably have to choose to play drums because, yep. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be running this page if I wasn't playing, playing music. Drums in the yeah. First place. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's something that you've learned in playing music in bands that they don't really teach you in school? Um, so something that I think that you that you learn a lot in bands that you may not necessarily learn about in school is the the need to make compromises in the real world. You know, <laughs> like you definitely have to be able to get along with other people and not have, you can't do everything your own way or you can't do everything on your own. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's definitely some people who can do solo stuff and make it work, but Mm -hmm. for me, that's not me. (laughs) You you know, I, you have to, you can't always just rely on yourself. You'll, you you know, you need friends to help you out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's something that you wish they did teach in school for like music or whatever? So for music, uh, I don't know. So school is, you know, in, in at least in public school and like high school, mm-hmm. it's mostly classical music. Yeah. I kind of wish there was more stuff to sort of get people into more contemporary styles of music, yeah. you know, like, um, <laughs> I, I mean, there's a teacher at my school that talked about like trying to start a history of rock and roll class. Mm-hmm. And I think that'd be awesome just to have sort of stuff like that would be fascinating. I yeah. think. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I feel the same way because yeah. the only thing that got close to contemporary music was show choir for me. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean, yeah, we did like top 40s hits in the set, but like that was other than that, just classical music. Yeah. Which do you even because you're in marching band and band and stuff. Marching band, yeah. Um so do you even listen to the stuff that they give you or is it just because... I mean, I listen to classical music, it. but it's <laughs> definitely not like, you know, I, I'm not like sitting down every day and being like, oh, I'm going to listen to <laughs> The Firebird by Stravinsky. Like right. I'll listen to that every once in a while and I think it's cool and I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Or like Bach, you know, like yeah. I'm not, that's not stuff that I listen to every day and I'm not going to kid you and say that, right, oh, I'm yeah. so into classical music. Like I, I appreciate it, but I... I, I don't know. It's definitely not <laughs> something that it's like, I could do this all day, every day, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't get to talk to enough people about marching band, Yeah, but I really love marching <laughs> band. Um, how do you feel about marching band to start with? <laughs> um, I, I really enjoy it. I think it's a fun activity. Um, I, 
I mean, being on drumline, you know, it's mm. fun. You know, you get to make like the drums are like sort of not the centerpiece of it, but the drums are definitely a more important part of it than yeah. a lot of other music that I maybe play, Freaking which is another no, another <laughs> another super fun part about in school band uh, being in the jazz band at my school mm-hmm. is that drums are just it's it, very drum centric music. Drum <laughs> yeah, just very drum centric music. And it's like instead of being mm-hmm. like, OK, you're just going to sit in the back and like sort of keep time. Yeah. You know, you get to do a little bit more. <laughs> and that's fun. So, um, do you, uh, this is a loaded question to be asking a 16 year old. Uh, <laughs> do you have plans for after high school? <laughs> oh, so I actually do have plans for after high school. Uh, I've looked at a few different colleges, but I, I kind of just want to go to college for, uh, something related to music, mm-hmm. whether that be jazz performance or, you know, commercial music, music business. Mm. Um, and I've looked at a few different schools, you know, UCO, yeah. uh, UNT, both mm-hmm. like some of the top jazz schools in the mm-hmm. country and then, uh, middle Tennessee state university. So. I don't know what that is, but yeah, <laughs> yeah close to Nashville. So oh, okay. that's the, Oh, whole, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, dare I plug ACM, but the, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, What's a musical hurdle that you've gotten over that you didn't think that you could? So something for me that was always difficult was I was always like, whenever I started to learn, you know, bass Mm. or started to deep dive more into piano and playing guitar and stuff, I always had a difficulty thinking, oh, I'm not going to be able to write, you know, songs that are good or that sound good. And like, I still kind of have a little bit of that insecurity there with mm-hmm. the music I write because it's like the guy that plays guitar in my band, I'm like, he writes just stuff that's like, I couldn't even play. So, sure, sure. <laughs> um, so I just kind of write like simple, like chord, like stuff on acoustic guitar and just, you know, write songs that are not, not necessarily uh, the most advanced thing in the world, mm-hmm. but being able to sort of write songs that I feel like are me is something yeah. that I have had trouble with and just mm-hmm. playing playing any instrument really and you know feeling like this sounds like me it doesn't yeah, sound yeah. like I'm imitating John Bonham or like I'm imita- imitating uh yeah Joe yeah. Morello or whoever <laughs> you know trying to play it and make it sound authentic to who you are yeah. as a person that's really cool uh what's a musical hurdle that you're still working on uh hurdle that I'm still working on always being happy with how I play or, <laughs> and I know that that necessarily won't happen, but, uh, you know, even if I have like a crappy performance or mm. I screw something up instead of getting down on myself, just seeing, okay, this is a, an opportunity for me to improve as a musician yeah. and as a person mm. through persevering through it instead of just being well crap you know so like i went to a jazz jam and a a Mm -hmm. guy called like a bop tune and counted it off real fast and after that tune after that tune and after that jam i was just like felt real crappy it was like that sucked you know and then instead of sort of instead of like being down on myself and seeing that as well crap i just can't play like you know fast bebop you know taking something like that and just working on it Mm -hmm. you know and using that (laughs) to improve so yeah yeah which I mean, bebop is hard, anyways. So, yeah, 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 it's crazy music. <laughs> um, what's something that people don't understand about playing music? Um, I think something a lot of people don't appreciate about music 
you know, for looking in from the outside mm-hmm. is that for, for most people that are playing and that are gigging, it's not a hobby, you know, it's mm-hmm. a job. And these mm-hmm. are people that have mouths to feed that have, that they, they need to put food on the table and pay the bill. So there's yeah. a lot of people that will be like, Hey, will you, you know, do <laughs> this crazy big gig that's going to be way out of the way for you. And then, yeah, we're it not going to pay you. Exposure. We're going to give you exposure. And yeah. it's like, well, exposure, you know, exposure cannot, does not put food on the table. Yeah. So <laughs> that's something that I definitely think is sort of an issue that, uh, I've heard from a lot of people, especially, and that I've, my own band has experienced, you know, having shows offered where it's like, yeah, you're going to be the headliner, mm. but you're not going to get paid because whatever reason. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I think that that's something that could def, that's definitely a major issue sort of in the scene. Yeah. So please <laughs> just pay for music. Yeah. Pay, <laughs> support musicians, pay them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what is selling out? What is in, selling out, in, your opinion. in my opinion? Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, you signed to a big record deal. You're selling out. Mm. I think, uh, I don't know. I think selling out would be if you are no longer making art that to you feels authentic. Mm. You know, so making art that really speaks to you and that is something that you are yeah. proud of. And I think that there's... I don't know that there's a ton of bands that that really happens to. I mean, I've heard like horror stories about bands having to change their name, signing to a record yeah, label, yeah. you know, and there's bands like, I mean, you look at the Strokes and their last album. Uh, hmm. I haven't heard it, but. Well, <laughs> so the pretty much short story here, the Strokes by their last album was like, they just hated each other at that oh, point. Yeah. And like, yeah. it was a contractual ob- obligation and mm-hmm. like, that album feels sort of sell outy, you know, air yeah, quotes, yeah, yeah. but I, I don't know. I, I kind of <laughs> try to avoid that, you know, saying, Oh, you're a sellout because I think that's kind of a yeah, lame yeah. excuse for, <laughs> I don't know, for not liking someone, for not music. liking someone's music. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, just not like, if you don't enjoy it, just say, Oh, I yeah. don't, I don't like it. Not for me. You know, instead of, <laughs> Oh, you're like, people talk about Weezer selling out. Mm. I mean, I think Weezer still makes solid music, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so, but yeah, unpopular opinion. I don't think Weezer was ever really that good to begin with. I'm that's that, that's fair me. enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah, I mean, I think their first few albums are pretty solid, and then mm-hmm. like after that, it kind of tails off a little bit. And people say they sold out, but yeah, yeah, still made decent enough songs. Yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, do you separate art from the artist? Absolutely. <laughs> I I don't think you can listen to to like I could not listen to a lot of the music I like without doing it. I think that there's definitely a line between like somebody encouraging some really like horrendous stuff in their sure. music. Like I'm not going <laughs> to listen to like Nazi punk, you know, like right, right. I I'm not going to listen to stuff that is just blatantly racist, sexist, homophobic. Mm-hmm. But if somebody that makes the music is a bad person like a uh, great example is the Smiths. Like mm. Morrissey's an awful Morrissey's person. The worst. He's the worst. <laughs> but am I going to quit listening to the Smiths because he's a terrible person, or because like am I going to quit listening to Kanye because Kanye is like a douchebag? I can't listen to Kanye anymore. But yeah, that's, 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 that's yeah. Me, yeah. <laughs> or, or like my favorite like example I always talk about when separating art from the artist is Burzum, which is a Norwegian black metal uh, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. group it's not really a group it's one guy that does it and mm-hmm. the guy that did it is just a horrific person mm-hmm. uh and it's like 
Yeah, he's terrible, but I enjoy the way the music sounds. Sure. So <laughs> I'm going to listen to it. And like in my head, I know, you know, this is not okay what this guy did, but I'm. Well, as, the music as long as you know good. the difference. Yeah, that's true. I think <laughs> I think there's a lot of people that um, they, short, they uh, sort of say that, oh, well, if you listen to this music, you must support that person's ideology. Right, right. And I just don't think that that's... Yeah. I think that's I guess the you case. can pirate it if you want. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. Um, don't pirate music. I did not say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> why music? Why music? So uh, as opposed to other art forms yeah, yeah. or just as opposed to anything? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Music, I feel like it, more than anything else to me, you can it, you can show such a wide range of emotion. Mm. So you can have the highest highs in music. You know, you can have a song like Mr. Blue Sky by Electric Light Orchestra, where it's just the most <laughs> just optimistic song there is. Mm. And then you can also have really dark, emotional, you know, sad stuff. Like you listen to some Sufjan Stevens, mm -hmm. where it's like that stuff, there's some stuff yeah, yeah. in that that's real. <laughs> you know, and I think that the way that music personally for me mm. makes me feel and my own reaction to it is that like, you know, if I'm listening to a great album, yeah, I can sit there and it just absorb that and it makes me feel unlike anything else. Yeah. You know, uh, as compo uh, as compared to like a I don't know, like a painting or some yeah, yeah. other art form where it's like <laughs> yeah, that's cool, you know, like Michelangelo <laughs> like or like, you I, know, it whoever. It's very different very, seeing those very cool person, stuff. Yeah. And mm -hmm. like I appreciate the great artistry, but it just does not uh, el uh, elicit such raw emotions from yeah, me yeah. that some music is able to. Yeah, exactly. Um, can music save the world? I think yes. <laughs> I think music uh, is definitely something that can bring people together. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, uh, I can't think of any specific examples, but <laughs> I think that there are people that probably would not agree on much else that they could be like, oh yeah, we both like this music. Sure, yeah. And they that could bring them together, you know? Mm -hmm. And music, I think, can be a positive force for uh, change, you know? You yeah. know, Well, you look at, like, some of the greatest uh, civil rights yeah, yeah. Uh, activism was done through music. You listen yeah. to something like uh, What's Going On by Marvin Gaye. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, what advice do you have for musicians that are starting out? Um, for musicians that are starting out, never, uh, that's a loaded question there. I know. I mean, it's broad. Um, <laughs> so I'd say for musicians that are starting out is come up with criteria for you that is going to, so if you're making music, I've got three criteria. You know, mm -hmm. where it's like, if I'm going to be involved in making music with somebody yeah. or being in a band, there's three things where it's, is, is it with people I enjoy? Mm -hmm. Is it satisfying to me to make this music and does it pay? And <laughs> if it doesn't meet those, if it doesn't meet two of the three criteria, then I'm not going to do it. Cause if it's with people I enjoy, but I don't find it musically satisfying and it, I'm not getting paid anything, it's like, yeah. It's just like, why don't I just hang out with those people? Yeah, but exactly. But then if it's paying, but it's with people I don't enjoy and it's, 
not musically like satisfying, the then you yeah. then it's just you're going to be miserable doing that. So I mean, if you're trying to turn it into a career and trying to make money off of it, that'd mm-hmm. be my advice. Other than that, uh, practice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you want to be good, that's you gotta. <laughs> I mean, you know, you won't get good overnight. Yeah, nobody likes hearing that. Um, yeah, but uh, just yeah, just practice. Just practice. <laughs> Do it. Um, all right. So changing gears. Uh, since there's no good transition into it, what is the role of spirituality or religion in your life? So the the role of spirituality or religion in my life. Uh, the this question is something to me. You know, I was I've been raised Christian my whole life and mm-hmm. gone to church every single Sunday. But um, for me, as somebody who's also you know, I'm very fascinated by science mm-hmm. and very fascinated by especially space. Mm-hmm. It's something that's difficult for me to believe that everything was created by somebody. So I think mm-hmm. I, I sort of have a more metaphorical okay. relationship with religion. I definitely think that spirituality is something that can be beneficial in your mm-hmm. life. But um, I view it sort of more as a as a place of community. Yeah. You know, I think that religion a lot of the time for people is something that gives them a place to belong mm-hmm. or gives them a sense of something that they're doing something that, for the betterment of the world yeah. that it's bigger than them. And so that's why I think a lot of people are so um, in yeah, religion. Yeah. yeah, it's so attached. <laughs> um, but for me, yeah, I, I don't know. I've That's something I've struggled with, mm-hmm. you know, is just thinking about that. Uh, and you don't have to have all the answers either. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> think there's something to be said for, you know, saying, I don't know. Yeah. And, <laughs> that's something we're really, you know, I don't really know. So cool. Yeah. And that's good. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that a lot. Um, continuing on that train. Uh, what is your definition of God? Ooh. <laughs> um, I think God is the best in people, you know, all the best mm-hmm. attributes that people have. I think that we can see God in that, if that yeah. makes sense. You know, I don't think that it's some magic man in the sky that's mm-hmm. everything's predetermined and that there's no free will. But I think that, you know, the best qualities and the best, it's the good in people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, you just mentioned free will, which is the question that goes right yeah. after that. Is free will an illusion? See, I don't think so. Okay. Because... You know, well, I mean, to some extent, there is like Mm. whatever your circumstances are, you know, I could stand up right now and start screaming and go into a fit of rage, but I'm not going to do that because I'm not a crazy person. You know, it's (laughs) like, but uh, yeah, I think that's an interesting question to think about because it's like, Mm. well, how much of what you do is predetermined from your circumstances? You know, you see like what, what household you're raised in or where you were born you know yeah um but also at the same time i don't know thinking about that Mm -hmm. makes me sort of think you know why worry about if free will is an illusion whenever i can just keep going on doing what i'm doing you know yeah but it's definitely an interesting question yeah Yeah. um it's not the first time that people have just questioned the question rather than uh so (laughs) you're good (laughs) and i like those answers a lot yeah um how do you determine what good behavior is Um, so I think you can determine what good behavior is, is are you impeding on somebody else's ability to 
live and to, to, uh, you know, yeah, not be screwed with by other people, <laughs> you know, like, uh, so John Locke, you know, there's, I think it's Locke, right. Or who was it? Life, Liberty and Property. Uh, I think that was Locke. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, not killing somebody is, is a generally good thing, you know, yeah. cause you, that's life, liberty, property. You're not going to enslave people. You're not going to kill people. You're not going to steal their stuff or, you know, or there's the life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, you know? Right. So I think it's just sort of not, you know, there's, there's key things where it's like to other people and it's the way you interact with other people. Cause I mean, there's stuff where it's like people may not view it as like good behavior or whatever, right. but it's like not really affecting anyone anyone else (laughs) so i think anything that's sort of a victimless crime Mm -hmm. is not necessarily good or bad Mm. i think that that sort of exists in a gray area but yeah i think good behavior is just sort of not uh adversely affecting other people yeah i like that a lot and it gives you a lot of wiggle room (laughs) yeah (laughs) um how do we reduce the division that has permeated American culture, especially. So that, that is a good question. And that's something that I actually have given a lot of thought to because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so poisonous today, the way people view each other Mm -hmm. and it's you versus me, you know, Mm -hmm. if, if, you know, saying, okay, well, and this is probably not the case, but saying, okay, you are a far right conservative and Mm -hmm. I am a liberal, Mm -hmm. it's you versus me instead of the two of us working together for what will be best for everyone. Yeah. And I think that it's it's uh, sort of a, you know, primal sort of tribal deal where people yeah. view it as they are against us instead of, you know, we should all work together. I think, it, I don't know. It's yeah, yeah. it's sort of a, oh, it's sort of a thing mm-hmm. where uh, where I think it, it just needs to be viewed as what can we do to make the world a better place for us all? Yeah. Instead of what can we do to you know, disparage the other yeah, yeah. side. <laughs> yeah. Um, you have a good head on your shoulders. I like you a lot. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Um, how do you live with or against the selfishness that pervades American culture? Uh, so the selfishness that it, that permeates American culture, that is another very interesting <laughs> question. I'm really liking these questions. Um, so that is... I don't know. I mean, the selfishness, so we talked about earlier ago, you know, mm-hmm. what defines good behavior. So I suppose the selfishness would not be something that is good or bad, but I would view it typically as bad, you know. Mm. Uh, I, I don't know. I just try my best to not myself act in a way that is selfish, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and I think that the, that the best you can do is to set an example and and yeah. treat others in a way where they see that and they say, I I want to live more in this way. Yeah. As opposed to beating someone upside the head and saying, You need to <laughs> donate more money to charity, you know? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um getting real specific. And I know you're sixteen and you won't yeah. be able to vote in 2020, but who would you want to go up against Trump in 2020? Okay, I've got very <laughs> strong opinions about this, and my answer is Pete Buttigieg. Yeah. And so my reasoning for this is I think Pete Buttigieg is the antithesis of what everything Trump stands for. Mm. You know, Trump is 
older. Pete Buttigieg is young. You know, mm-hmm. Trump was a draft dodger. Pete Buttigieg is a veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump is has never been in you know he's never had any form of leadership other than his company but he's never had any form of like governmental leadership mm-hmm. Pete Buttigieg is a mayor you know I think Donald Trump you know all the extra marital <laughs> stuff that he's had going on Pete Buttigieg is more of a family man mm-hmm. I just think there's a lot of stuff where I think Pete Buttigieg is sort of the anti-Trump for mm-hmm. lack of a better word yeah um yeah and I definitely think he would be somebody that would uh stay level-headed in the debates, mm-hmm. not resort to... Uh, attacks. Attacks, personal attacks. I think I think he's someone that would definitely stand a solid chance against yeah. Donald Trump. I also do like Andrew Yang, though. I'm very and, fond of uh, Andrew Yang, but I won't get into that right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not... Uh, the people I will say I'm not a huge fan of are Bernie Sanders and uh, Joe Biden. Mm. Reasoning for that is I think Bernie Sanders is kind of a left-wing version of Trump. You know, he's got a lot of this sort of populist ideas and is very mm-hmm. like well i'm just gonna do whatever people want like want me to do yeah yeah instead of i'm gonna try and find for myself what i think is best yeah um and what will be better for everyone you mm-hmm. know and not what's better for you know whoever whatever group they're trying to appease yeah um and then <laughs> joe biden i think is just there's a lot of issues, but I will say quickly, you know, <laughs> out of touch. I think it's going to be a lot of the same sort of deal as what was happened with Hillary Clinton in 2016. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Out of touch, it's a bunch of Obama nostalgia that I think Democrats would be very foolish to nominate and Joe Biden. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will. While I won't go on an Andrew Yang tirade, I will say that if the DNC picks Joe Biden, Donald Trump will win. Oh, absolutely. No that's, doubt about that's it. That's just a given. Yeah. And more people need to understand that. <laughs> and, and more people need to vote. Yeah. Because la- last election, there was a lot of Bernie supporters mm-hmm. that decided, oh, I'm just not going to vote or I'm yeah. going to vote for Trump. Admittedly, it was a very hard decision for people. Yeah. And so. I, I do think also that that last election was kind of who's the lesser of two evils. Yeah. And I do think Bernie got robbed in that primary but you can't change what's already happened yeah. so um yeah <laughs> what are you optimistic about for our future uh something i'm optimistic about for our future and this is something i see you know interacting with people my age mm-hmm. more uh is i feel people are becoming much more understanding of people that are different than them yeah and i think that there's a lot less you know and especially in sort of older generations there's Mm -hmm. a lot of or it seems in older generations yeah more you know like xenophobia or racism Mm -hmm. or homophobia and i think that's something that's that's something that you know now kids now and people my age Mm -hmm. you, you know they don't care what the color of your skin is or what your sexual orientation is. Yeah. They just see you for who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that is, I'm, I'm very optimistic about because I really hope that we get to a world where there is, you know, no racism and there is no, no people hating other people because they're different than they are. Yeah. (laughs) Um, do you believe humans are evil by nature? Ooh. Or Tabula so, or whatever the other Hobbes. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not sure if I believe 
humans are inherently evil, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure if I believe that humans are inherently good either. Mm. I think we've evolved in a, in such a way that our minds are wired to what is best for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think that it's kind of a selfish nature. Mm. Um, but I don't think most people are evil. Yeah. But I also don't think most people are people that would, you know, want to do what's for the greater good. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of a mixed bag. Um, you know, it would be nice if everyone was inherently good and mm. the world was a great place and <laughs> everyone sang Kumbaya, but excuse me. <laughs> but that is simply not the case, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not sure. That's that's an interesting question. Um, I've been trying to make it a point to remember to put it on yeah. this question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what makes you content what makes me content is yeah. uh probably just making doing stuff and making stuff that makes me you know going back to like music music mm-hmm. is something that brings me a lot of joy mm-hmm. and what makes me content is making music that i feel proud of you yeah know? so in my band if we write a song and i'm like wow this is a really cool song i feel yeah. content with that or like uh you know this is kind of a cliche answer spending time with my family is something yeah. i really or like friends, you know, mm. just, f- and feeling, you know, if I feel, and I try to, you know, do my best to make sure every day, you know, every interaction I have, I got to ask myself, did I make that day's person better by interacting with them? Yeah, yeah. And if the answer is no, then mm. I think that that interaction was a failure. Yeah. You know, I try to, I try to make people's, you know, to the best of my ability to make people's days better, you know, yeah, because... Yeah. I, I sort of live with the mindset that, you know, you never know what somebody else has going on. Mm-hmm. And I would hate to be somebody that, you know, if I was rude to you, yeah. even unintentionally <laughs> to make your day, you know, you know, you think, oh, well, that jerk, you know. Yeah. So. Maybe you don't need to see the manager. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, a question that I kind of stole the... Scott Booker told me this, that Wayne Coyne asks it, but now I'm going to start asking it. When will you be satisfied? When will I? That is an interesting <laughs> question. That is loaded. Um, Take that up with Wayne Coyne. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. When will I be satisfied? Uh, I will be satisfied, I think, you know, whenever. So my life goals are kind of just to be able to turn music into a career mm. and make it where I'm able to do music and not have to worry about if I'm able to pay the bills. So I guess I'd be satisfied, you know, when I achieve that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, that's kind of a, right, that's right. a heavy question. It also runs off of the assumption that you're not already satisfied. That's true. That's so. definitely true. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm pretty happy. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to think, you know, yeah. so. um, <laughs> Two more questions. One, what advice do you have for people in general? For people in general, my advice for people in general is to never make assumptions about anybody. You know, never assume. So like, so let's go to a quick stereotype sure. here. You know, if you're a, if you're going to a restaurant and you've, you've got the, may I speak to the manager haircut, you know, yeah, yeah. and you, <laughs> you, you order something and it's like, if they mess it up, just assume, you know, or oh, the, don't this, don't, this ass, don't assume all oh, they messed this up and like just be like it was an honest mistake you know I 
I think stuff like that, you know, mm. don't just be nice to people, yeah. I guess is yeah, would yeah. be my advice. Don't be a decent <laughs> human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I'd say, you know, try maybe ask yourself the question, did yeah. I make that person's day better yeah, exactly. by interacting with them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, and I think that that can lead to uh, more happiness in your life even because yeah. I think it makes you happy to make people happy. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I like that a lot. Uh, And lastly, of course, cake or pie? Cake or pie. So that is, I mean, (laughs) so I listened to the Johnny Manchild episode Mm -hmm. and I would have to agree that some cakes are pies. Mm -hmm. You know, like ice cream cake. Mm -hmm. Ice cream cake is awesome, but that's kind of a pie, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, It has cake in it. It does. That's true. (laughs) I do enjoy, I don't know, like cookie cake is pretty, that's pretty bomb. Yeah. I would say that cookie cake is more cookie than it is cake. It's definitely more cookie than cake. But I guess you could at some point argue that cookies are essentially cake as well. I guess. That, that, that'd be I a... Guess. I'm, the argument could be made. <laughs> right, right. But you're too busy asking if it could. You're not asking <laughs> if it should. You know? Um, overall, man, I would ha- probably have to go cake. I don't mm. know. That's a, that's a tough one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess it, it also one depends. of the hardest questions I ask. It, yeah, that is that's <laughs> that's like tougher than the human nature, man. Yeah, but, yeah. So I mean, I mean, it depends. You know, cake to pie too. Like, are we talking like a cherry pie? Or are we talking you know pumpkin pie? Or mm-hmm. and then for cake or like, how do you feel about pumpkin pie? My feelings like on divisive. pumpkin pie. I'm not a huge pumpkin pie guy, and either. I like like pumpkin flavored stuff. Yeah. But like pumpkin pie is just, I don't know, doesn't tickle my fancy. Yeah. So, I mean, if you if you like it, more power to you. Yeah, yeah. I don't like it because it's a flavor that you breathe instead yeah. of taste. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like the smell of it though. Yeah, like it's exactly. Not, like if you're cooking pumpkin pie, I actually make like pumpkin pie like on Thanksgiving and Christmas for my family just because I love the way it smells when you bake mm-hmm. that. So, it's yeah, just, I'd go cakes though. So. Yeah. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Reese, thank you for doing this with me. Thank you so much for having me, man. This was a blast. Plug your stuff. Um, yeah, so reese.carmen.music on Instagram is my page. I talk about, you know, local music and occasionally here and there talk about other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I also have at the Kelly's OK. Um, we don't have any shows coming up soon, but yeah. follow us. We'll post some stuff. Uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll have stuff coming up. Uh yeah, I mean, that's that's the stuff I've got to plug. Thanks yeah. for having me, man. Yeah, of course. Uh, so one last time, on Santiago Ramones. Reese Carmen. Uh, you can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. You can go to uh, SantiagoRamones.com slash podcast slash machinations, and you will find my last biggest thing that I put together, which is Machinations, uh, a anthology series that explores ideas in the future and technology. It is like Black Mirror, but with music. So check that out. Um, I don't have any shows to promote at the moment because all of life is hitting me all at once. (laughs) Um, So instead, uh, leave comments and reviews Tell me what you think about guests. Tell me if you disagree with me a lot. I don't care. This It's fun to have a conversation, and I like having good conversations. 
and be nice to my guests because they they're spending their time to to do this with me. Um, you can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I always end the podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong. 